everybody. Welcome to the Curated Podcast. My name is Kendall Becker and I am your host, but I am also a fashion editor and trend forecaster, meaning that I hear a lot of incredible stories throughout my career. Oftentimes, I don't have the perfect fit for these stories, but I knew that they needed to be told. So welcome to the Curated Podcast, a platform dedicated to sharing passion and purpose and curating a life path that is perfect for you, whatever that may look like. Tune in weekly for conversations with global creatives in fashion, luxury, hospitality, wellness, and so much more as we discuss the why in life. And stay tuned for a couple bonus solo episodes as well. Let's dive into this week's episode. First and foremost, it's been amazing to meet you in person, and I'm so excited to chat further and hear all about your background. So let's just kick off the conversation that way. Yeah, listen in on the details. All right. Well, my name is Jacqueline Zaneri. I am a celebrity stylist. Um, I have been in the business for about 13, blah, blah. I'm going to say about like 14 <laughs> years. Can't do math. A, and this no, is why I'm in a creative. Ex- yes. Yeah. This is why we're in a creative experience. Uh, mm-hmm career. Um, I used to be an editor. I used to live in New York for a good decade. And then I moved here and transitioned to um, celebrity styling. And in that time, I got to work with you, Mm -hmm. which has been so much fun because honestly, I love just collaborating with writers and hearing what their point of view and what's going on in the marketplace and them asking us like how we're interpreting it. And I've I've just loved working with you. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you. And I've loved working with you too. And it really is so nice to hear like your guys' side of everything. Yes. Be able to pull in holistic quotes versus, you know, I mean, I see the editor girlies at press dinners every week and I know all of our takes. Yes. It's so nice to hear from you guys. Yes. So tell me about, okay, you were editor in New York. Yes. What was that like? Give me a bit of a rundown. But then I also want to know what made you – want to make the move into celebrity styling and come out to LA. So big, big questions here. Oh my gosh. Well, I, I was lucky enough to get a job out of school at W Magazine, Mm -hmm. which was such an incredible experience. My first day on the job was when Stefano Tonki took over and was unveiling the new W. No way. So it was just incredible. It was, and I, Oh my God. I came from Chicago like Mm -hmm. you, like I didn't really have an understanding of the media landscape, didn't understand magazines and the fact that there was a huge schism. So between advertising and editorial, I didn't really understand that they weren't a team and they all kind of operated as one. Mm-hmm. So I had come, I'd wanted to go to school in arts and I just, my parents were like, no. No. Like, I mean, it was like the craziest thing to be doing. Yes. What did you study? I studied, okay, are you ready for this? <laughs> Agribusiness. No way. So I went to oh, the University is, of Illinois, I like was farming. Say, that is so Illinois. <laughs> yes. Yes. I truly, like, my dad, you know, was a trader, and he helped me with the application, and I just, like, I I wanted to go into the arts, and if I wasn't doing that, then I didn't care what I was doing. Mm-hmm. So I got a job at W, but it was on the advertising side. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. It was so heartbreaking where I was just so close to what I wanted to do, but I couldn't switch. Oh, and yeah. I mean, for people who don't know, like 
It yes. is so siloed. Yes. Even like as an intern, it's like the pressure to have picked that lane, whether it even is market or features, was so set from early on. It you were like really labeled. Crazy. This uh-huh. is your this is your lane. And they really keep it so church and state. And it was, it was really that was really challenging for me because I I had been told so many times it's never gonna happen. You're never gonna switch over by really influential people. Mm-hmm. And uh, eventually I did. And it you just, made it happen. I made it happen. I did not, I was not taking no for an answer. I did like some crazy ass shit. Hell yeah. I really did. Oh my God. Okay. Well, how did you make it happen? So I started writing letters. Like we had in yes. office, you know, Condé Nast, like in office mail, started writing handwritten letters to the fashion directors of all the magazines. That's how I got my first job. Stop. Yes, I did the same damn thing. Yes, I was editor in chief of my fashion school's magazine. Stop. Took hard copies, handwritten letters, and sent them to every fashion director. And that's also how I got my interviews and jobs. You know what? The written yes. word. It, it goes along. Power. Mm-hmm. And it's so out of date now. You know, no one's know. using it. And I was like, I've got to do something different to stand out. Yes. And it worked. And and I had a lot of meetings. And it wasn't until Meredith Mellingberg, who was the fashion market director at Vogue, mm-hmm. sat me down and said, I went through this. I started out in advertising. And she's like, the only – you will never – you're never going to go from advertising to editorial. You have to leave and kind of be reintroduced. Interesting. And I was like, okay, well – how do I do that and make money? <laughs> Crazy that you're all you're literally already in I was now. in the building. Yes. In the building. In the building. I was like in I was so close and it took me then I started going further because I was like, I'm not getting the answers I want. Mm-hmm. I found I'd I'd met James Aguiar. Oh my gosh, yeah. Is the fashion director of Modern Luxury. Mm-hmm. He was the fashion director of Bergdorf Goodman for many years. Mm-hmm. And um someone along the way connected my name, someone of my freakishly like outrageous outreach. Someone <laughs> someone gave him my resume and was like, come and and be on set. I'd never been on a set before. Oh my gosh. I took a day of like a sick day at work. And my bosses were totally, like, they were so lovely. They were like, oh, just, you know, go, whatever. You love the tenacity. I know. Hell yeah. Why not? Why not? Yeah. And it was a bridal shoot. And I, like, again, I know what I was doing. Like, never held a steamer before. But I I just faked it. Right. I mean, that's all you can do. Really? And even... If it was an easy introduction, it never is. Yeah. Like, the energy on set is very, like, okay, get on in there. Like, things are moving quick. Yeah. And I feel like half the time about, you know, when you're trying to work with others, Mm -hmm. it really comes down to the fact of, like, do I like this person's energy? Yes. And what stood out for him was the fact that I was just, like, constantly moving, constantly trying to make it better, like, just, you know, sense of urgency, New York style sense of urgency, which I will never lose. And I'm, like, very proud of. Um, As you should be. I mean, that, you know, it took a lot to curate and to get going. Yep. And it goes a long way. It goes a really long Mm -hmm. way. If you just, like, there's something about just being able to make things happen in a timely manner that just makes makes the wheels. It just just goes. It does. It's just a fact. Mm -hmm. So 
he um, he really gave me enough confidence to leave my job at W and to go to what I thought was going to be a job there, and it fell through. Oh, no. And I was like, this is devastating. I'm leaving New York. Yeah, how are you going to pay the New York rent? How am I going to pay the uh-huh. bills? I ended up breaking my arm. No way. Yep. Oh, then in styling, like, what are you going to do? I literally, like, I broke my arm, went down to Florida, was like, I need to rethink this. Then this is the story of the, I mean, this is the overarching, like, nature of this story of my, like, career path is when I think it's over, it comes right out of the woodwork. (laughs) And, like, I have a broken arm and in style was like, we need help with a shoot. And at that point, I was like, I have to make this happen. Right. What else are you going to do? Went to the shoot, did the broken arm thing, you know, tried to get a job, didn't happen. Long story short, that's how I really entered the business. After that, I just started really freelance assisting and just working as much as I could. And that was a whole new world. It was like, I feel like I've been through the ringer, Kendall. Like, that's just like chapter like one and two. Right. Oh, my God. I mean, I can only imagine. (laughs) Styling truly, I mean, you kind of a lot of it, you have to be freelance too. Yes. It's not even that just these set days are long. But yes. there's, I mean, the prep, the takedown, the hustle to get the jobs, the networking, yes. also to stay connected with people. There is so much that goes into there's that so sector much. of the industry. It's truly, it's, you have to pull, pull, pull all of these things, exactly what you just said. Mm-hmm. On top of that, it is a tremendously physical job. Oh, yeah. You are like lugging hundreds of pounds. Meanwhile, these things are valuable. I mean, like... Oh, yeah. Hundreds of the... pounds of tens of thousands and thousands yes. of thousands. Yeah. Did you see that news today about Nicki Minaj and Brett Allen, um, who's a uh, Doja Cat stylist? He's no. suing her for... <gasps> Stop. Yeah, stu- suing her because apparently there was some jewelry that got damaged. Oh, God. And I do this every day. I'm like, $55,000, sure. Blah, blah, blah. Like, mm-hmm. sign my name away. And he is suing her, and I'm like, this is like, this could happen to me any day of the week. And that's what's, it's a very real fear. Absolutely could. When I was more on the styling side, I remember being in house at a magazine, and everyone would like fight. Like, no one wanted to be the jewelry girl. Yes. That was the worst. You did not want that response. There's too much pressure. Yeah. Yes. I'm like, I almost wish that they were just fake. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh my God, I know. I would feel so much better Mm -hmm. because shit happens. Oh, it does. It does. It does. And it's crazy, too, the times when there's literally a babysitter bodyguard for an ex. Yes. And, like, that happens. I feel like anybody outside of the industry would just, like, laugh <laughs> at that. Like, there is a giant man there waiting to babysit this necklace. Dressed in black, usually an ex-cop who <laughs> has some great stories, a severely thick New York accent. Oh, yeah. Brooklyn accent, Queens, you know, and they like have such great stories. And, you know, I've been so, just so fucking lucky to see these gorgeous pieces. And I'm sorry, I'm swearing. No, you're um, fine. But you're it, it, that it, it is a, there is a very real and visceral um, worry every single day about keeping track of so much stuff. Really? I mean so much stuff. It's 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 like it's like the stress is real. Yes. These jobs are a lot of pressure. Yeah, they really are. Okay. So you're in you're ending up your freelancing. Yes. You're in a house in New York. Yes. How so you end up going back into the magazine world and you are yes. in house. Okay. What was that like? And then what finally when you were like, okay, no more magazines for me and we're going 
freelance celebrity? It was, well, I have to tell you this story because it's one of the craziest twists of fate of my life. Okay, and Please do. It, so I had, you know, thought there was a job, couldn't, couldn't do it. I was freelancing a bunch and I couldn't afford rent. So mm-hmm. I moved back to Chicago, mm-hmm. our, our hometown. Yeah. And my friend worked at United. So I would hop planes whenever jobs came in. Oh, my goodness. Jump in and out, do these jobs. And eventually I was like, this is not sustainable. I'm going to move to L.A. And two weeks out, the job that I thought I had came knocking. And I was like, I told James, no, I I can't do it. I told him no. I was like, I'm two weeks out. (laughs) Turned him down. He's like, listen, there's some tickets to to Fashion Week. Like, why don't you come out here? My uncle lived there. He had a place for me to stay. And it was Victoria Beckham, and I flew out there. Okay. And I'm like, I walk into the room, and I see Stefano Tonki, who's the person that I idolized, Mm -hmm. Anna Wintour, all of these, Grace Coddington, all in this room. And I was like, what am I doing? It was like out of that movie where it's like it all comes together, and she's like, (laughs) And I ran out after that show, and I was like, I want the job, I want the job, I want the job. Of course, he was like, uh, I don't know if, you know, we're too far down the line. Long story short, I get the job. Hell yeah. Okay. Cancel LA. Wasn't ready for me. Mm-hmm. And I get the dream job. I get the, like, the real deal. Oh, yeah. It was. I mean, that is major. To it have was. Just, like, come to fruition in front of your was. eyes. It totally is a movie moment. It felt really like like the three fates were, like, just turning that yes. dial. And just really just pulling me out. And it it felt so right. And it was that. It was a wonderful five and a half, five and a half years of um ex- exploration, education. And in fashion, that's a long time. It is. It is. A very long time. It is. And then on the but then there's also those people who have been in these jobs for like tens and twenties and years. I mean, it's like there's a there's a saying, as I'm sure you know, like the only way you get a new job in fashion is w- either someone gets pregnant or dies. <laughs> right. You know what no, I mean? Like no one leaves. No, it is very extreme. It's either like hopping every year yeah. or it's two decades later yes. and like maybe someone yes. might leave. Yeah. And that's why you're like, uh, like movement is difficult mm-hmm. and um, but I was in a place, which it sounds like you had a similar experience where- you know, it's a, it's one person doing a lot of different things. Oh yeah, learning a whole lot, and um, it was tremendous. I really, really, I expanded to writing, which I'd never done before. Mm-hmm. I um, grew from a market editor to the style director, so I was in charge of all of the covers. So amazing. Coming up with the concept, coming up with casting the models, the photographers, just soup to nuts, everything down to the font. Oh, yeah, which, I mean, it's just invaluable experience. Yes, it really is. You can apply that, I mean, of course, cliche, but you can apply that to so many yeah. things. It takes you different places. Yes. Even just has you do your own job better, too. Yeah. You're on set and understanding why each person is there and what they're doing, what they're doing, and yes. how you can better help and make life easier for everybody. Yeah, and mm-hmm. truly, it was... You know, you're when it's very strange to be on set after planning these shoots because you're on you're the stylist, you're the art director, 
You're kind of the producer. <laughs> you know, you're so many different things. Mm -hmm. And, I, you know, looking back, I was like, God, I was in my, you know, I'm 35 now. But still, I was in my early 30s. And, like, it must have been a little strange for other people to be like, who is this? Oh, I know. But it was powerful. I felt so powerful, powerful and in control. And to be an artist and to be able to execute is a really good feeling. I oh, think the best feeling. It and it's mm -hmm. it's really hard to find. And anyways, it was a it was a beautiful experience. And then um the job just dissolved. It disappeared. As it goes in media. As it goes in media. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. The sad, sad song. It is the sad, sad I, song. In reality. And it's like so at the point where I feel like a lot of us are numb to it. Yeah. It's like Okay. Like, oh, yeah. InStyle's closed. Oh, yeah. who, who else? Like, it Bye, just, paper. Yeah. Bye. Like, just these, like, titans of of taste and influence are just evaporated. Right. And I feel like with that, it kind of pushes people in other directions. Yes. You know, and sometimes that might just be, hey, like, I'm going to copy. But it also opens these other doors where I yeah. feel like for me it's like – Media. What are other forms of media? What else is cool? What else yeah. is working? Or how can I apply it to celebrity or styling? Yes. Which in that aspect, you end up kind of soaring in yeah. a good way. Yeah. And picking up from all those ashes that happened. Yeah. 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 It was, it was a huge transition. I really thought that was my career for the rest of my life, naively. Mm -hmm. And, um, spent a lot of time trying to get another job within the, you know, magazine bubble and it just, it didn't pan out. And I got so lucky that Olivia Palermo came knocking on my door and, uh, she really picked me right off my feet and gave me that kind of this, when you are so passionate about what you do, mm -hmm. your self-identity gets wrapped up into it. Oh, 100%. And losing that was yeah. just like, who am I? Like, what am I? It oh. was crazy. Oh, the biggest realization ever. I definitely went through that during COVID. Yes. I remember my mom said just something like so simple to me. And I was like, well, who am I without my career? Right. And then you're like, oh, that was kind of a crazy thing to say, wasn't it? Oh my God. <laughs> like, How did it happen wow. for you? Mine was, I would say it was that time when I went freelance right before COVID. Yeah. And then focusing on styling and writing yeah. during COVID, those yeah. were the two things that really went away. Yeah. And I was all of a sudden had this, I was young when this happened and felt like I was like, oh my God, I built this whole freelance business. I'm yeah. doing incredible. I'm paying for my own apartment in New York City on my own dime. And then to see it all vanish before my eyes. Oh, and yeah. I mean- Instant. 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 And I was a workaholic, yeah. as so many of us are in this yeah. industry. Mm -hmm. Even their college, I, like, skipped study abroad. I went straight into, like, wow. was, like, graduating early, get to New York. Like, I'm here. Wow. That was it. And so it was, like, one of those things you were just like, oh, my God, why was I working that hard? Yeah. Like, for what? Yeah. And who am I without this? Yeah. It's like you're just, you're just, like, in this in this like, you know, massive ocean, just kind of like floating and trying to find shore. Mm -hmm. And I, I thankfully found it and I didn't really, I was in survival mode. 
You know, yeah. I was like, you know how it is in New York. Like, I have no money. Of course, I didn't get any severance. <laughs> no, of course. Of course. And, um, you know, Olivia was launching her her brand, um, her editorial website, and also her um, label. Mm-hmm. And she needed help. And, you know, she had she's been through not been through. She she's never had a stylist, you know, yeah. classically. So to be able to kind of infiltrate that incredible um, style lexicon that she is so impeccable was just such a such a wonderful soft landing, soft landing for me. That's a great way to put it. Yeah, it really she, was. I have to say too, she was like my style. She's everything. Oh my everything. God, everything. Everything. It was so great. Like yeah. looking up to her for style and spo. Yeah. And on top of that, she is a, a a sterling, just a sterling person. That's the oh, only, like, the best. best word I can put it. Like, she comes on set. She finds out everyone's name. Every, like, it's just a wonderful experience. so sweet. And she's just, like, elegant, head to toe, like Grace Kelly level. Mm-hmm. You know, that whole, it's just, it's really cool to be around. Um, very, very cool. Okay. Yeah. That's an amazing place to have landed and yeah. taken off from there. It was, yeah. it was great, but you know, I'm, I just couldn't, I couldn't afford to live. Let's yeah. be real. I couldn't, yeah. it wasn't like, I just wasn't getting enough work. And so once again was like, I think this is it. I think I'm going to kick it and move back to Chicago for a bit. And I was like, I can't just give up. I can't just give up. Right. And you know what I think is so funny? I've been talking to um, with some friends about this. Yeah, tell that me. That in a lot of these creative industries, you can have, you know, you're getting these amazing gigs. You're in the right rooms and all these things. Yes. But it doesn't reflect monetarily. You can be considered so successful, but monetarily it doesn't show. Oh, my God. That is – if I could write a book <laughs> – it would be about the constant irony of my life. Like, right? I have like I'm holding a hundred thousand dollars worth of jewelry, but I'm worried about buying toilet paper right now. You know what I, I mean? Know. Like that has been my continuous. I've had so many instances where I'm just like, how is this possible? No, it is insane to me. It, I'll be sitting there like you know, you have caviar to Preston. Yes, like one of the most coveted restaurants in New York. And, and then you're like, like going home to McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, like yes. it's just like it. It's absurd. <laughs> it truly is. It's absurd, and I wouldn't have it. I would have it another way. Let's be real, Kendall. We right. would. We would, mean, we would love the like the cash that comes with it, but we it's absolutely would, it's oh. I digress. It's We're a good. fun. It's a fun little yeah. Yes. Okay, so you ended up making the move to LA. So you yeah. went back home, but you're here now and you're absolutely killing it. Oh my God, thank you. I like, it's been a, I was really, really privileged enough to get attached to Wall Group, mm-hmm. which was when I was still kind of, I felt like floating in this kind of abyss trying to like grab hold. And it was a name. And a really, really impeccable name. So absolutely. Um, but looking back on it, I had no idea. I had no idea what I was doing. I thought what I did at Modern Luxury styling for the cover shoots, I thought that was styling, and it's not. It's such different ball. Games. It is not. It is not. What are some of those differences? Oh, my God. I feel like I I barely know much about celebrity styling. It is like this whole other world. Yeah, it's – well, 
the the most simplistic way of putting it is like you're putting on you're having you know you're working with celebrities who are wearing pieces like in one instance for 20 minutes versus like 20 hours yeah, right. And like they'll like wear and tear. Like you have to think about a whole different set of things and making sure that they just look pristine for a long yeah. period of time. And um, that was the whole new concept of like having a tailor, understanding the way a garment's fit, understanding yeah. like what needs to be taken in here, there, and everywhere. I just was like doing little like, you know, clips and that's and it, that. No. Right. Because you're not just, oh, we can hide this for a photo. Yeah. We're going to shoot her this way. Like. They're moving, living, living, breathing. And it's like, Mm. that was a whole new thing. Um, Running a business, you know, running your own business. Like, like, you know, understanding. That's a whole thing in itself. It's a whole thing. And it just, you have to make a lot of decisions um, about how to use your resources, Mm -hmm. your energy, and and I'm being a little obtuse about it, but, you know, at some point you also need to decide whether or not you're going to spend to make a look work. And that's been the mm. most challenging aspect of what I'm going through right now is everyone thinks they should be in Saint Of course. And the hardest part <laughs> I'd say about what I do is having really honest conversations and trying to explain, you know, this is where we're at. Mm-hmm. This is what's available to us. And it's not a reflection on anybody. It's just this is just the nature of it. But yeah. going back to what you were saying about the the differences, um, it's also so relationship-based. You know, you just – you really have to cultivate and garden and really, you know – and I've been so lucky to just enjoy – the women that I work with, they're in freaking incredible. Oh. They're absolutely incredible. Fabulous. Yeah. How do you decide, like, who to work with? You've worked with some amazing, amazing people. Yeah. How do you, you know, how do you end up deciding, like, is it a good relationship yeah. fit? Is it stylistic goals? Like, yeah. what does that process look like? I love the – there's always an entree conversation um, when we're everyone's kind of figuring out who's right for who. Mm-hmm. And I really get down to brass tacks and ask them where they came from, where they want to go, stylistically, where they think they're at and where they think they should go as well. And at the end of the day, Kendall, I just want to work with nice people. Right. You just, it shouldn't be that much to ask. No, no. And sometimes, (laughs) sometimes it is. I've gotten really lucky. I've worked with only amazing people, but it's, um, you know, so much of what I do, what you do, what being an artist is, is listening to your gut. Mm -hmm. So I think when it comes to choosing to work with, you know, anyone, I always listen to my gut Mm -hmm. and you just kind of know. You You just know. It goes back to what you were saying too about being on set and you want that assistant that is hustling and is thinking outside of the box and making things happen. Yes. You got to be on that same wavelength, whatever the relationship is. And it, it's, um, what I'm finding is really, is so valuable in this business. And you'll notice like someone like Jennifer Aniston, who has working, been working with the same hairstylist for like 30 years. And there's a lack of loyalty too which is so prevalent and what's really hard is 
there's been instances where I've, I've invested in a relationship very, you know, very seriously where I just like am really so I'm just so t- tuned in. Mm-hmm. Like I'm spending a lot of my like brain power trying to like envision a, their style path. And it, you know, there's been like a couple instances where they may have moved on and I'm just like, oh, God, we barely got started. Oh. And it's like I'm going like you go through almost like a breakup. You're almost like I'm. you have to mourn a little bit of it because it's oh, a little bit of a dream. Okay. You like you form this. You have to form a fantasy of who this person is, who they could be, what what your life could be working together, mm-hmm. and it's been it that's been a really difficult part of the the business oh, for me. I bet I mean there's so much trust involved yes. when it comes to things like that. Yes, and you know on a multitude of levels. Yes, that, right when you break that trust, like that's that's tough, and it's it's a tough one. It's really tough. I say to everyone I work with on the first you know, go, I'm mm-hmm. like, this is your worst first date ever because like <laughs> blind date, because I'm showing up being like, Hey, get naked. Literally. And I'm going to tell you what to wear on top of that mm-hmm. and why it's, and what you should be thinking about and what, you know, it's just, like, no, it's so true. It really would be like your worst. It's horrible. Of I'm just like, Hey, nice to meet you. Get on. Like, it's just, it's, <laughs> And to try and build that trust in a matter of minutes mm-hmm. is a really interesting skill that I'm I'm kind of flexing and working to continue to hone that because it's – I mean, God, it's like think about going to a doctor and like you're just sitting there and all like being an OBGYN. All of a sudden you're like unnaked and she's like – Oh, yeah. She's like, what's happening? No, I mean anxiety is <laughs> hacked as always. That's like literally what I do. Right. It's crazy. You know, it is really crazy. It's wild. I remember I grew up acting and being on sets a lot. And God. it was always the stylist that like made me feel really comfortable. Yeah. And that like I knew I could turn to. You yeah. Know, like I needed a water or something. Good. Thing like that. Yeah. I feel like the stylist, you could totally tell those that really build relationships with yes. talent and it like goes so much farther. You have to be incredibly empathic. Mm-hmm. And um and what's interesting is you're working with these people who are the peak of emotional intelligence. So they can pick up on stuff that sometimes I don't even pick up on where they're like, Oh, are you having like a, are you, you know, like what's going on? Like you looked a certain way and I'm like, oh my God, like you guys are like, they're like, like surgeons where they're just like, they're just like little emotional assassins. And it's fascinating. That is so funny you say that because I do feel like I've developed a lot of those type of like really like minuscule body language yes. sort of things to yes. like catch and I'm yeah I think it's a Scorpio in me too hey girl I'm a Scorpio yes. yes oh look at when's us. your birthday November 17th oh my god 15th love we're really it. close love it. wait I love both from stuff. Chicago both worked in modern luxury both Scorpios I mean watch sure. out world try right here <laughs> Killing it. Oh, my God. Okay, I love it. So tell me about you, like, living in L.A. Like, how is this – we were talking about the polarities of New York yes. and L.A. Yeah, it's What been, is your life like here? It is, like, it is the antithesis of 
New York. It's just, um, it's everything. And that's what we were saying earlier off air is just that New York, everything that New York has, LA doesn't have and vice versa. And here I'm home a lot. Um, I spent a lot of time with my dog who I absolutely adore. Um, and working, I'm working constantly. I mean, that we both, we both share that, Uh but when I'm, I'm still, you know, really trying to make an imprint on the style landscape. You know, I thought when I came here, I was like, oh, I'm like, I've been in the business for a while. I'm like, we're just growing. Like, no, no, I had to start from square one. It's almost like a completely different industry. It is. And I was like, I'm glad I didn't know because I think I would have had a harder time. But I was like, what's going on? Why is this so This is like... Like, I, I don't understand. Like, I'm having to start from square one. And as you know, crazy, relationships right? are everything. They are. Absolutely. Oh, so funny. I was just at lunch with a couple editor friends, and they're all based out here. And we were, like, comparing, like, oh, no, the rep for this is this and this. And yep. I know her. And it was, like, night and day. Yeah. Like, I all of a yeah. sudden, I was like, oh, no, you don't deal with this contact. You deal with this contact. And I'm like, oh, I don't know who you are and what's happening. And it the life... Life here is, um, you know, doing my job is certainly a lot easier. Living in New York, trying to go to set, calling Ubers, getting declined. Oh, God, yeah. Spending hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars on messengers. And it's just incredibly difficult. That being said, there is a level of professionalism and... um, yeah, professionalism and just like I, I just I I'm very much more in tune with the way New York is here. It's it's strange. It's like it's so relaxed and casual that it almost verges on personal. Yeah, you had that experience. I, I had to. It's it's almost like it's really strange. Like I can't believe you would say that to a colleague type of thing. It's shocking. And yes, and I'm like. I can't tell if it's nice that you feel so comfortable around me or is this like borderline really weird? It's really strange. Like it goes from, okay, I needed this back yesterday to like, I needed this back yesterday. I can't believe you would hold this. This is so X, Y, and Z, X, Y, and Z. I'm like, whoa. (laughs) I'm like, where where did did we go? Like, I'm not hurting your firstborn here. Like, we'll get there. Like, I just, it's, there was just a, very, that was a strange cultural culture shock for yes. me, for sure. It feels a little bit more like drama, like girl drama. It is girl drama. Yeah, and it's, it's like weird. It's all just like, we just, we got a job to do. Let's get it done. Let's enjoy ourselves and be kind and, you know, work together and move on. But right. that's a little strange. Um, <laughs> it also was, you know, getting to understand where I go to get the clothes. You have to, you know, build a whole new Rolodex of where to go. It's oh, yeah. a really strange experience is a lot of these places are like in people's apartments. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So really you'll just weird. be like, yeah, you'll be like showing up at this like random street, like in the back. And then the, you walk in and there's like tons of like couture gowns and you're just <laughs> like, like, Hey, come on what? over. It's really strange. Like not like, of course the majors it's different, but mm-hmm. a lot of these showrooms it's really personal. It's like at people's homes in their like yeah. back house. And you're just like, what? That is like next level personal. It's really strange. Fascinating. Okay, interesting. Yeah. How do you find sanity in all of this? Because I feel like, especially in styling, you were crazy hours. There's a lot of moving pieces and personalities. Yeah. What are some things that you do that like curates your mindset and finds sanity in it all? 
I'm going to be real with you. I'm in like, you caught me in a really, I'm, I'm pretty down in the dumps right now. This writer strike is, oh God, yeah, is really tough. And what most, the writers can file for unemployment. Some are, you know, I'm not sure, but all of my jobs, most of them have just dried up. Right. And because now actors are standing in solidarity and I, in the effort to kind of, you know, get a client roster and get some momentum, decided to extend myself and rent certain designers for clients, especially who are really like name brand focused. Mm -hmm. So making a profit has been challenging. Yeah. And then you're dealing with places like Paramount where they're like, oh, we'll pay you in three months. Which is so insane. So I am, like, you were talking earlier about the dichotomy of um, work, you know, we eat caviar at, like, mm-hmm. Precious, but I'm not kidding you. I am Ubering right now. I sign up to Uber. Oh, my God. Because you know what? I need to survive. Yeah. I did not come this far and sacrifice this much to just give up and go down because of a writer's strike. No, hell no. So my sanity right now is a little, I'm a little like, it's crazy. Like I'll be one day, I'll have like, you know, gowns and beauty and, um, you know. Yeah. Like just yeah. so much. All and then the, the next yeah. day I'm like, I'm picking up someone and driving them to like the gym and they're like sweaty and it's just like, how that the duality of that is it is just crazy incredible and like honestly again like the tenacity and like good for you for making it happen i'm really proud that i'm like a lot of people wouldn't yeah a lot of people would a lot of people wouldn't no exactly so that's amazing i was wondering how the writer's strike was affecting everybody else because it really it's holistic it's a whole food chain and it goes on and on and it it, you know it's one domino falls They all do. And there's no, we don't, you know, there has been some regression in the strike, but it's not where it needs to be. It could be tomorrow, could be next month, could be three months. Like they're saying it's going to be this entire summer. So my sanity is really, you know, it's, it's, it's a little confusing to be honest, but I've just, I've had, there's been a couple girls who also moved from New York to LA who are still hanging on by a thread in the media world. Uh-huh. Um, one of which is actually in print out here and we get together and we just like, just are able to just like laugh about it. Um, Good. And really just kind of like let loose. And we used to have succession parties and now they're over. I know. <laughs> I'm so sad. Oh. They were the best. They were the best. But, oh, my God, there could have been some fashion, um, better fashion choices on that show, to I mean, be honest. For sure. For sure. Um, but, yeah, it's – I'm really – I really want to get into dating and, like, expanding my lifestyle. But it's hard when you're in survival mode. Oh, absolutely. You abs- know. You I know. totally agree. You know. When it's survival mode, it's really like, hey, this is all that's in front of me. Yep. And it it's, gets to be, like, it affecting – it affects creativity too. Yeah. And I think looking at your life as a big picture because yeah. you're so focused on like what's next, what's next, and what's next. And you can't see further than that one step in front of you. Yeah. But then it's tough because for making things happen or moving strategically, you have to push yourself. Yeah. And it, finding the balance in that I think is just the never ending. Struggle. It's never ending. And it's – but, you know, I look at 
life overall and what this whole career path exploration is, is just getting to know yourself, getting to know what you're capable of, Mm -hmm. getting to know and learn, you know, you learn more and more, you know, as you go through and come up into these challenges and failures. Like I totally, like yesterday I had a total failure. Like I like truly had a fitting and I had an intern who was helping me. She left a bag behind and I was at, they were my selects. Oh, of course they were. Of course. Like of (laughs) all the bags. It couldn't have been anything else. And I show up to this fitting and I'm just like, um, thankfully I pulled it out like that. You know, I got lucky. Thank you. Whoever is looking out for me. Right. But, um, but it was a failure today. I learned how I tried to tie a Windsor knot on someone and I couldn't do it. Like I fail all the time. But you know what? At least I'm trying. At least you're trying. You know, we both we have to give ourselves both credit for like going after. I mean, we came yes. from people who don't know the Midwest. Like, you know, it's that place in between LA and New York. Right. <laughs> right. You know, um, over there. <laughs> like, you know, we didn't have the exposure to mm-hmm. the the worlds that we now inhabit so much. And um it took a lot of a lot more just to break in. I mean, right, you remember learning how did the you landscape? break into the business initially? Oh, good question. Oh, um, honestly, I started a blog when <gasps> I was in high school, mm, and yep. I just wanted to talk about fashion. I had no one to talk about it with. Mm-hmm. Taught myself how to write. I've never taken a writing class in my life. Oh, amazing! And just kept writing, writing, writing. And eventually, then that was how I got into modern luxury. Stop. Just happened because I had a portfolio of work. And that was it. I think that is the best piece of advice. Whenever anyone asks me anything, it's like, if you want to do some, if you have an idea of what you want to do, first of all, congratulations that you know, Mm because a lot of people don't. My God, right. And second of all, what are you waiting for? Start doing it. Mm-hmm. Do the job you want. If you want to be an on-air radio host, get on YouTube. If you want to be writing and talking about fashion, launch a blog. Like, just do it. Just do it. No, it is the best lesson. And going back to what you are saying about making those mistakes, of yes. being okay with those. Yep. And you kind of have to accept the, you know, the humility that comes with it and the vulnerability. Yeah. And it's even tougher now that everything is on social media and with fashion, there's pressure to have it on social media and be like, what's your day-to-day behind the scenes? Oh my Post God. your accomplishments. What's your work? And it that level of accepting failure is even tougher now, but also going into the Scorpio, that like constant cycle of rebirth and the yes. idea of the Phoenix and yes. rising up against it. Yes. That is like the one thing that carries me is knowing that like, Okay, I failed before, yep. and that's okay because somehow I figured it out. We're mm-hmm. here now, yep. and it'll happen again. And like trusting yourself too. Absolutely, I think that like there's something so beautiful when you get to a place where you have a knowing inside of you that you can figure it out. Mm-hmm. And this past couple months, um, experiencing the shutdown, and I was like, I don't know what it you know, you can only take so much. And it really, really brought me to my knees. I was just like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if it's worth it. I don't know if it. I'm even good at it. Like, it just <laughs> like, 
it like I just went down into the depths and um then I was Ubering and then all of a sudden I got a little break last week that I work I'm working with someone new that I'm so excited about. Amazing. And it just was like such a reminder of like I I had I couldn't see any light. I really was like this is this is it. You yeah, know, I'm like yeah, those days freaking happen no. and it's so tough. And it is funny. It is always at those like tower moments. Tower. When, when, right? I'm like, a tarot girl too. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, so it's like, it's kind of weird, but good shit yeah. comes out of the woodwork. Yeah. But there's no way that you could ever have possibly planned no. for it. No. <laughs> and and like, it's just the weirdest feeling. Oh, the only way out is through, but like the the way through can be so brutal. Oh, yeah, I can. And like, <laughs> but... You know, but then when you reach the point of like a little light, you're like, oh, wait, that was kind of fun, actually. Like going mm-hmm. through that. It was like, oh, that was like a little movie, you know, going through like the climb, whatever. Yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? I know. You have your main character moment. Yes. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. The plot is pretty good. Fine. I mean, really. But like, oh my gosh. I think, I think, you know, going back to social media, Lately, I've become, I used to be really like out and about and, you know, all about me. But also when I transitioned into styling, it wasn't about me anymore. Right. That was a strange thing. It was like when I was an editor, it was all about my point of view. And now it's about our point of view. So interesting. You know, because it's really like I can work with these women and say, you know, this is my opinion. This is my direction. This is how I see it. But unless... I'm not letting, like, my rule with everybody is you are not walking out of this door until you're happy. I love Until that. you feel strong, until you feel empowered. And so it really, it's about kind of getting to that place and compromise. And I wouldn't, compromise isn't the right word. I think understanding maybe. Under, right, because compromise, it feels like it has a negative Like a negative, it But does. I get what you're saying, which kind of leads me to my last question. Yeah. I even want to wrap it up at... This idea of what's styling and it motivates you to, you know, you know, go through all these hardships. What is it about styling that like makes you feel called to this why and like gets you through those dark days that we don't love so much? I think I think there's so much power in fashion in just um, exploring who you are and who this other person is. And I think what I'm drawn to is going through, like drawing a personality out. I've seen these beautiful transformations all through just the power of fashion and them owning their skin in a whole different way. And it all is because, and they've told me flat out, it's because of these clothes and it's because of the way I feel, I feel like myself in a whole new way. And it's wonderfully rewarding. And so I'm really drawn to it for that reason And then I'm also just drawn to the simple art of it. You know, I really still fall in love with a beautiful, beautiful piece of whether it's shoes, jewelry, bag, whatever, craftsmanship. It's just truly astounding. And I I have I still have such a sense of wonder that I love to have. 
And when those sparks happen of just a truly like magical show, or yes. amazing look, like yes. oh, it it is such like nothing a like hearted feeling. And, nothing like, you get like that it. flutter. It's so good. So oh, the I best. love it. I love it. These are such beautiful answers. And like, no. thank you for being vulnerable and thank you for sharing your stories. Always. And Always. I leave it to two Scorpios to make this like yes. fashion and turn it deep. Yes. I love it. Nice and raw. Yes. Like, thank you so this much. This was awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. support on the curated podcast i hope you enjoyed the episode be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to stay up to date on the latest and in the meantime give me a follow on tiktok and instagram for all the happenings in between i'll see you back here soon